nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsay breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Scott. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dump two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Everyone, go out and retweet, as Ali would say. It's a it's a historic TDSP episode today for uh, several reasons. I think most importantly, this is the first ever TDSP that the lovely Ali Monroy will not be hosting. So, uh, you know, I I was going to say you you immediately went into trying to fill unfillable shoes. You like immediately tried to to be Ali, and it's not. You're just. You're just not Ali today. That's I've I've disappointed great, already. Awesome. Exactly. I think <laughs> right. uh, I think our listeners are merely set up for disappointment, but it could also <laughs> be a historic day as Denver could become the first city with two teams to come back from down three one, forcing game sevens and going on to the next round. So uh pretty, pretty special time to get all uh my guys together here to talk about it. Before we get into all that and I introduce our amazing panel of analysts and beat reporters here, just want to remind you, WGT Golf is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DMVR. It has become so popular, in fact, that we have opened a third DMVR clubhouse. Each clubhouse holds 250 users. So if you don't want to feel left out anymore, you can download WGT and join the DNVR3 clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com. And uh, yeah, we are also presented by Breck Brew. Remember, supporting our partners is supporting us during this crazy time. And there's the Avalanche Amber Ale, which you can find here at the bar as you watch the Avalanche in this absurd two o'clock game on USA Network. Okay, we got that out the way. I am joined by AJ Hayfley, Harrison Wynn, Drew Creaseman, Zach Stevens, basically a core four of sorts. Uh, and yeah, as I said, historic TDSP here. And we got to start with the abs and this big game seven coming up in just a few, just mere moments. We, we're all rocking our abs gear. We're sold out. RSVPs full at the bar. AJ, how are you feeling, man? Uh, I feel like a hostage on the set. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get over it. I uh, just blink if you're okay. Let us know. Yeah, it's like, just it's just really awkward to like just hear you guys and not be able to see you because I'm accustomed to being able to see all of you and how you react to when I say stupid things. And <laughs> now I just have to trust that you're being polite. <laughs> kind of so. <sorry. laughs> How are you what feeling, about the game, though? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, the, the game should be great. Um, I mean, it's you have to feel like, given the given the fact that they're on their third string goaltender, uh, who was so bad earlier in the NHL season that the team that tried to play him as a backup just 
wouldn't do it anymore and had to trade assets to get an actual backup. Uh, the fact that that guy's in and that they're doing whatever, you know, that, that, that he's, they're, they're rolling with him. He's their ride or die for the third elimination night in a row. I mean, that's, at, at that point, you got to feel like you're, you're playing with house money, right? I mean, you're, you'd love to, you, you got here, you did the hard part, you forced the game seven, uh, but you still have to feel like they have, they have the goaltending advantage. They've dominated the special teams throughout the series. Uh, is if you can repeat game six and you can stay disciplined and you can avoid going in the box and you can limit the, the self-inflicted wounds, I would say that they have a good chance if they can play a predominantly five-on-five five game. If this gets into a, you know, if, if each team has three or four power plays, I don't like Colorado's chances. Yeah, I think special teams play obviously a key, as you're mentioning. I think hot start really crucial here, as we've seen kind of every game this series because if these stars are able to get up early then they can kind of pack it in they can play their game and it really seems to hurt the ends. yeah you definitely you definitely don't want to be chasing the game against these guys because that's when they're most comfortable uh and then if you're if you're in a game if you're in a close game you're in a one goal game um you know them them causing all kinds of chaos and mayhem and trying to trying to bully Colorado and trying to pull them into some post whistle shenaniganery. They just have to they just have to rise above it. You know, it's it's a thin line between defending yourself and, and taking a dumb retaliatory penalty. And that's really just what they have to avoid. They have to avoid the box at all costs. You know, it's not it's not a time to be proud. It's a time to it's a time to win a game and move on to the next round and send these dudes home. Yeah, and uh, predictions time. I, I want all of you on the record right here. Do the abs cover the puck line because that's really all I care about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've become a completely different person or the person that you always were. I'm not. That's exactly right. I, I've become my true self is what's yeah. really happening here. You've reached your uh, final Pokemon evolution. <laughs> yeah, Drew, for example, this has been a long journey with you, uh, you know, getting on that abs train. Uh, how are you feeling going into this, my man? I feel horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nervous oh, wreck. This is awful. This is, uh, I was, I was told to expect to be the favorites. And, <laughs> you know, then the Nuggets put me through what the Nuggets put me through after just barely jumping on board after that, that our DNVR Nuggets crew did such amazing work to finally get me back in. And then that team almost killed me again. And here we are in another game seven. And it's not like the Rockies have provided me with some sort of escape by being a really pleasant baseball team to watch play. And so uh, I really, really want them to win this hockey. I would like them to win the hockey today, everyone. I, I, I want this one, uh, especially because, you know, it, it's it's kind of weird to be the team that's the more talented that like sort of coming in, you, you should have been the favorites, but then as AJ, you know, we talked about, they're down to their third goalie. And so now somehow you're also an underdog story, despite the fact that you've got all this talent. So it's like, come on, man. And that they had to fight to get back to this point, we know all about, you know, coming down from three, one. So I just, just very nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird dynamic. I mean, for one, in the bubble, all of these games are really weird dynamics because there's not those outside motivators. It's all just internal motivators with the guys in that bubble, in that locker room. What drives them? What's going to drive them to kind of pick it back up and switch in gear? 
And we've seen it with both the Avs and Nugs being down 3-1, kind of seeming like they were in huge trouble, and then coming back, storming back to this to force Game 7s. Uh, I can only say I hope this Avs game is not the torture that that Nuggets game <laughs> in the second half. Well, I was going to, I was going to actually ask AJ, have there been uh, any other game sevens so far throughout the NHL playoffs? Uh, yes. Were they close? Because uh-huh. in the NBA bubble, the couple game sevens that we've had Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets, Thunder, I think because they've been on a neutral floor, Mm-hmm. And in the NHL, it's obviously neutral ice as well. Usually yeah. in a game seven, you have home court advantage, home ice advantage. Sometimes yeah. those games can get away from the away team. But um, the couple game sevens that we've had in the NBA recently have been just like unbelievably tight, close games. Uh, yeah, the uh, the NHL um, the one game seven that I can think of off the top of my head was good. Um, but I do think that that lack of true uh, home rink advantage is a, is playing a major role in why these three one deficits have disappeared. Definitely in three yeah. series, because um, you know they all these teams would have had at least one shot in front of a super amped up home crowd uh, to to end it, and none of them were able to do so. And um, all these series ended up bizarrely close in different ways like colorado dallas uh got there in a very very different fashion than vegas vancouver and uh the islanders flyers is you know the flyers have three wins all three of their wins in the series have been in overtime so they have they have walked the thinnest margin possible uh of of going home and uh, I, I can only I can only remember to answer your actual question. I can only remember one game seven uh, thus far, and it was it was a good game. It was close. Uh, there was there was that late like last five minutes kind of they they kind of pulled away, but an entertaining fifty five minute game seven is still pretty good. Yeah, that's a good because I really there's so many ways to read this game and there's so many motivators. It basically makes it impossible to read. But you would really think the momentum in the Avs favor coming back from 3-1, winning these last three games or last two games, I should say, uh, rather convincingly should be a huge edge. But then, yeah, there's always the hutch question mark in goal. And, you know, we referenced the the game last game as exactly how you want to start it off. I would argue even in that game, we're two really nice hutch saves away from instead of them being up 3-1 in the third, being tied 3-3, and all of a sudden it's a completely different game, even in game six. Like these small breaks have been so huge for Dallas, which is such a grinded out, like miserable team to play. Yeah, and that's I mean that's their that's how they live or die. Uh yeah. they 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 live on the margins and you know as soon as their puck luck dried up their offense was not dangerous at all. It really in game 6 like they had a couple of nice plays, a couple of nice scoring chances, but really they were nowhere near as scary as they had been previously in the series where they'd been kind of an offensive juggernaut at times with some really good scoring chances. Those uh, those lucky bounces went away for at least one game, and they were very, very beatable. If uh, if the puck luck goes Colorado's way, uh, it's hard not to really like their chances today. 
Yeah, and guys, I, I'm a little surprised at the energy here. A little, a little nervous energy, especially Ooh. from Drew. I'm so confident in this game right now. Just like I was going into Game Seven with the Nuggets. Obviously, the Nuggets made it a little <laughs> closer than, than I was expecting and hoping. But man, all the momentum is on the outside. They're the better team. It, I would be shocked if uh, if the Stars won. So I, I am the opposite of Drew. Drew, give me some of that nervous momentum, and, and I'll give you some uh, some. Excitement. I was going to say, no, you're, you're making me feel better. Keep going. Don't know him. That was good. <laughs> that was good. What, what I'd like to know, Drew, is can we guarantee a Rockies loss like before this 2 p.m. game to then get your mother's theory working for us that all your teams can't win on the same day? Like the, the scheduling gods have really hurt us in this sense. Absolutely, but I mean they're also playing the Dodgers, so I think you can probably go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and just write that one down anyway. But yeah, 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 yeah. Just take take one more, and then the elimination game's over for a while. The Rockies can go on a little bit of a run after that. Would be a nice time to do it anyway. Uh, you know, you're not expecting them all though. Um, they did surprise me and everyone else by randomly turning around and putting a whacking on the Giants in the second game of that series after getting embarrassed in the first. So who knows? But yeah, let them lose this one so the Avs can go ahead, take this elimination game. It's more important. We have here uh, the layers 33. Only way we win is if we are as disciplined as game six and Hutchinson gives at least an average performance yeah i think uh i mean those are definitely two of the main keys part of that the penalties being so off was a huge advantage for the abs because then their top line wasn't really on the ice as much like tyler sagan wasn't as dangerous because they were penalty killing so often and that would be really nice on that end as well yeah i, I mean you the, their top line hasn't really been very scary in this series to be honest uh they they had eight points combined in game one and then uh, they had nine combined points after that. So they've really fallen off of a cliff. Uh, and if Colorado's top line continues to win that battle, that's their avenue to success is that they, they just fall in line behind Nathan McKinnon and ride the world's best player to the to the absurd off, uh, postseason that he's had so far. Yeah, I think it's a big day for Mac. I think it's a big game uh, for Miko even. I think Kale will play a big part. I think Avs come out, take care of business, and win me a lot of money as well. Uh, How much money? Mm, I put a $50 free bet. <laughs> you don't have to say. The, you don't have to say. You don't <laughs> put a $50 free bet on the series line when they were down two zip and got them at plus 250 odds. So it, it'll be a decent bet. It'll be a decent bet. Uh, we'll uh, we'll 3x that bet for sure. Before we get into the Nuggets, and I know that uh, Zach's answering calls on our show, and we've got some breaking news on the Broncos side, some big movements on the linebacker end. Just want to remind you of our good friends at DraftKings, where you can download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up, and you can get this can't-miss offer. You pick any team during week one of the NFL slate. Bet $1 on them and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 uh, when you sign wow. up using promo code DNPR wow. during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
hundred uh feels a bit like gambling watching the nuggets these days because i don't know what to expect i don't know what props to take they, they've got phenomenal historic nights one day they're uh getting blown out by 30 the next in fairness we kind of saw this coming maybe game one we should have expected this to be a letdown any positives to take from this opening game against the clippers harrison um I think a, a big storyline, at least for me, coming into this series was like, look, the Clippers are a damn good team. They're, they're a favorite to win the championship for a reason. They have, like, arguably the best player in the league right now in Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Like, they, they are super talented, top to bottom. Um, so the Nuggets need Nikola Jokic to be an absolute beast in this series. I think they need him to average, like, 28 to 30 a game, to be honest. Um, they also need Jamal Murray to – not be Michael Jordan like he was last series, uh, but they need him to be really good. And uh, 12 points for Murray in game one, 5 of 15 shooting. He wasn't as good as he needed to be, uh, far from it. So they need him to be a lot better, but it's tough. I mean, going against Kawhi Leonard, Paul Jar- George, Marcus Morris, those are his three primary matchups, and that's a lot different Um from the guys he went against last series in uh, Royce O'Neal, Conley, and Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Joe Ingles. Like, that's a much different caliber defender. But I will say, going back and looking at the shots Jamal Murray got, mm-hmm. he missed just some open threes. Yep. He missed a lot of the shots that he made in that Jazz series. So I'm confident he can have a bounce-back game, too. Um, but like I was just saying earlier, like, they need Murray and Jokic to have – a games like consistently in these next couple games if they want to stay in this series yeah a hundred percent i thought this series would be defined a lot from the hottest shooting team uh, in each game that was clearly the clippers yesterday there were some flashes of what jamal and yoke need to do in that first quarter they just weren't able to sustain it beyond the first yeah the first quarter was competitive i mean both teams just made shots defensively for Denver, like, I didn't think they played bad defense in that first quarter. Uh, It was just like Kawhi Leonard pointing to a spot on the floor and being like, I'm going to jump stop right there and just rise up for a mid-range jumper. You're going to have a hand in my face, but it's really not going to matter. I'm just going to make the shot. So, I mean, that's just what Kawhi Leonard does. Now, later in the game, the defense definitely fell off, and a lot of the issues that we saw against Utah came to light again. Like, Denver just couldn't stop dribble penetration. Clippers were just getting into the defense. And then uh, we know when Nikola Jokic has to defend just guys coming at him in waves, he's not good uh, defensively at at that point. So that's kind of where the wheels fell off. But, I mean, uh, there's a lot to clean up, a lot to clean up. But um, it's tough because the Clippers are that good. They really are. Yeah, is there a little more confidence in this team despite that tough first loss because they've done this already against the Jazz that they're just, they'll figure things out. It might take a little while. They need to get some fresh legs because I think that's part of the jumpers not falling for Jamal later on in the game. I mean, is there some extra confidence, though, because of how resilient these guys are because they've now forced what, like, every series this group has been in, they force a game seven and they they make it pretty competitive in the end? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I mean, look, coming back against the Jazz and coming back against the Clippers in the series, I think is two different animals. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the Clippers have a guy that they 
center their offense and defense around who, you know, just won finals MVP. Uh, so it's a lot different than coming back against Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think losing in the fashion that Denver did by 20-plus points in game one is going to totally kill their spirit for game two. Um, because, you know, a little bit because they have come back in a series before. Let's go back to some better vibes from this week with the Nuggets where we all got to watch them win that incredible game seven against the Jazz. Go up big, tie it up, just a nerve-wracking fourth quarter and one of the most insane endings to a game I've ever watched. Yeah. I was numb. I was in shock. I... I never got to process it and actually feel good about that because just the the tear of Mike Conley almost missing making that shot and uh, Tory Craig like missing that layup um, has has yet. To I was certain over. it was going in. Dude. I was absolutely certain that oh. shot was going in. Did you guys see the screenshot where the ball? Like I know it like wasn't a straight online shot and like uh, rimmed out, but there was a screenshot where the ball was like below. Like half of the rim, it was oh, like that man. close to going, yeah. in. that close to rattling in. It's insane how they could do that. How everything could have been taken from us just like that. Harrison, you were sitting with me. I don't know how we both reacted after that. I was kind of numb. Um, you you got to work pretty quickly thereafter. Zach, AJ, Drew, how did you guys take that game in? What, what was your processing of that? I mean, it, it started with uh, with the layup on the other side of the court. I'm going, what what are they doing here? J- just just pull the ball back, waste waste the clock, and obviously, I mean, it, it worked out in the end. But that's when it really started. And then after the the missed layup, I'm going, oh my gosh, no, it's really going to slip through, isn't it? Yeah. If yeah. that shot goes in, that is an all time gaff from the Nuggets. Oh, like yeah. that is something that's replayed for decades and decades to come like in a playoff moment in a game seven to lose this series like whatever jamal murray and uh tory craig were thinking there like that would have been an all-timer yeah yeah and and i mean just how much if that shot goes in how much does that change this off season or at least at least the narrative around the nuggets oh totally totally it's it's hilarious tom <laughs> yeah it's That's hilarious what one shot can the do. vibes for a core like it, it really could have ruined that uh, whole franchise man so i was actually watching that game in the press box at Coors Field. Oh, right. Yes. While the Colorado Rockies were on their way to a 23 to 5 loss. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was absolutely certain that that ball was going in. <laughs> and, and again, like, I've, I haven't really dove into the Nuggets since, you know, Carmelo Anthony left. And obviously the most famous moments of that era were two inbounds passes that didn't get made. And mm. Tory Craig blows the layup. And I, and I'm just going, this team hates me. They hate my face. <laughs> they hate me. Like, obviously that doesn't make any sense, but also this is going to be one of the worst nights. You know, we were all so happy to get Denver sports back and here the Rockies are losing by three touchdowns and the Nuggets are about to get eliminated <laughs> when they were up by 20. Did they ever get up by 20? What was the biggest lead? Uh, it was like 17 or 18, okay. I believe. Yeah. About to blow that game on a missed layup and a last second three. And I was just I was just certain it was going to happen. 19? Uh, uh, and it just 
wow. I was very, uh, I'm like you, Dre. I don't even think I got to enjoy it because I was so, like, I had already experienced all of the negative anxiety right. of, of the shot going in. I'd already lived out that reality in the rest of my life and me quitting on the Denver Nuggets. And then I, I watched the next game and didn't even care that they lost by 30 because I'm like, whatever, these guys bounce back from everything. Whatever, they're iron, man. I don't even care. <laughs> Nuggets, they got this series. They're fine. I don't even give it. Like, we're good, man. <laughs> That's insane. That you shot. couldn't have been in a worse spot. You couldn't no. have been in a more like all that can go wrong will go wrong spot right. possible and in I'm that moment in your life. Because if I like <laughs> that shot goes in and I jump up and scream, son of a, like coming <laughs> out of the Rockies press box because they're going to think I'm mad about the Rockies who were at that point, I think, down 17 to 2. Hmm. <laughs> It was still getting worse for the Rockies at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, it would get worse. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Um, anyway, to salvage. Day. So, Is... lesson to be learned out there. <laughs> any uh, any guys on our staff that have the Nuggets winning this series against the Clips, Harrison? Uh, no. With the national media, we all think the Nuggets are frauds as well. <laughs> no, um, I, I picked the uh, Clippers in seven. I think Adam and Vote picked the uh, Clippers in six. Look, I, I, the Nuggets, they can make this a series. Like I said, they just need Jokic and Murray to to have a games for the, for these next couple of games here. Um, it's going to be tough, though, man. Like, yeah. the Clippers were a huge favorite in this series for a reason. Yeah. And Denver playing in that seven-game series against Utah definitely didn't help. And like you were saying earlier, Dre, fatigue was definitely a factor. It's funny, like, the Nuggets were super honest about how tired they were over the last couple of days. Just like, when when talking to the media, they were like, yeah, like, we were gassed. We we are ridiculously tired right now. And I I think you definitely saw that uh, once that game started to get away from them. There was just not that typical resistance that you expect yeah for sure yeah just tough circumstances in general beyond the matchup being tough uh which maybe is the one advantage for the abs getting able to you know play game seven early at two the other team they would play if they were to move on to the next round playing back-to-back game six then game seven tonight that could be an advantage going to, to round two so maybe the karma evens out on that and before we get into this breaking broncos news just got to remind you green mountain dental group in lakewood they're the best damn family owned dentist in the metro area and uh they're big time colorado sports fans just like us our sales director Lindsay, just recently had her wisdom teeth removed she said it was the best uh you know dentist experience she's had in her life all of us in that you know late 20s early 30s we're gonna find out soon enough that going to the dentist might have been a breeze a few years ago and now uh you know now it's basically like uh like being punished and being tortured so uh, a good dentist that's valuable like uh, green mountain dental is key for that and of course you can schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll receive a free sonicare toothbrush um and you can tweet at us when you go there so support them because they support us okay I cannot wait any longer. Zach's what's going on? Can you even be on this show? Do you need to run and uh, tweet and write some stuff? Because Todd Davis, the Broncos starting linebacker, not just the Broncos starting linebacker, dare I say the quarterback of Vic Fangio's defense was just cut. 
And that's after rookie Justin Sternot was injured. They'd added a veteran Mark Barron at linebacker earlier in the week. We just published a film room on that this morning. And then they added another veteran linebacker today. Really some big movements going on at the linebacker position with just a week left in the, to go before the NFL season kicks off. Yeah, I mean, this has been linebacker week for the Broncos. No now capped off with their biggest move right now, releasing Todd Davis. And is Todd uh, an all-pro player? No. But he has been a staple on this defense for the past four years. Started 59 games for them the past four years. And just one week before the regular season starts, you move on from him just as he was getting healthy from a calf injury he sustained a couple of weeks ago. And, Dre, you hit it right on the head why this is the biggest move uh, or, or the reason that this, that this is important is because he is the quarterback of the defense. Mm. Just earlier this week, Vic Fangio was asked about Alexander Johnson calling the plays on the defense, and Vic said he's not comfortable with him calling the plays and being mm. the quarterback of the defense yet. And so it, it's in Josie Jewell's hands now, and obviously they're very comfortable and what they they like what they've seen in Mark Barron the past few practices because it, it seems like Josie's going to be the quarterback of the defense on first and second down, and Mark Barron is going to be your athletic linebacker. The the move it opens up four and a half million dollars in cap space, only costing you one and a half million in dead cap. But the question from a lot of people is, open up cap space for what? They already right. had plenty of cap space if they wanted to go sign Judavion Clowney, which I don't believe that's going to happen. But this is just a, a move where they can roll money over into the future. So I, I know a lot of people are are shaking their heads saying, what, why are they doing this? Yeah, this is crazy. Did you have any inkling that a move like this was coming? You know, just because of the $4.5 million in savings, it was something I was keeping my eye on. But – I just didn't think that a week before, I thought this could have been a move that they made a couple weeks ago, but then Todd got hurt. So maybe it was a move that they were uh, potentially thinking about doing a couple weeks ago, but you obviously can't release him with that injury guarantee there. Yeah, wow, wild, 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 wild. And I, I still can hardly believe that the NFL season is just around the corner with all this uh, playoff madness on back-to-back -back games. And of course, the MLB season still going on drew uh what's going on with the rockies <laughs> that's kind of a kind of an open-ended question there Dre. It kind of encompasses yeah. a lot you mean recently uh philosophically existentially i'll take anything any semblance of an answer to explain what has happened to the implosion uh, of this team i will take yeah, it, it's been a lie. I, I think, honestly, the most of it has been mental. Yes, the Rockies are not as talented as the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that will oftentimes end up meaning that you lose to that team. Uh, but they've lost a lot of very winnable games uh, for very dumb reasons. And, uh, you know, there's – I've gotten in, in a lot of hot water with Rockies fans for pointing this out, but – there's also the fact of the matter that Nolan Arenado has simply not hit well right in the middle of that order. He's batting like 135 with runners in scoring position, which is just way, way below his career numbers. And, uh, you know, it's not that Nolan Arenado needs to be a superstar that carries this team at all times, but they're getting contributions from guys like Ryan Altapia and Garrett Hampson and Sam Hilliard. And the new guy, Kevin Flores, looked good in his first couple of games. 
They're getting, obviously, contributions out of Charlie Blackman and Trevor's story. The starting pitching has had blips here and there, but their overall numbers on the season, very good, very competitive throughout the year. Nolan Arenado right there in the middle of the lineup hasn't been contributing, and I think that's actually a good news, bad news story right, for the Rockies right, right. because the likelihood that continues for the whole season I, I think is pretty low. Uh, and so if he can start to get going, well, the Rockies, it feels like they haven't won in weeks. They're a game under 500. I predicted them to be three games over 500, and that should get them comfortably in the playoffs. I think that's very much within reach. But they really did have a gut check in the last game that they played after getting blown out the way I was talking about. Then they were down 6-1 in that next game. Kyle Freeland came out and got shelled really the first time that's happened to him this year. And they looked totally lost. And then they had this huge, epic come-from-behind win, ended up winning 9-6. to It was a really good, I think, mental boost for the team. And while it doesn't help that now you got to go out to L.A. and try to yeah. keep momentum up against the team you're just likely to lose against, I do think that they overcame a little bit of a mental hump. And if you start to see Nolan Arenado turn the corner, the team's going to be just fine. But fair or not, if he doesn't, they could fall right out of this thing. Yeah, and insane as it is, they're still right around 500, still right there in the wild card spot. And now it's really gut check time because you're going to L.A., you're going to San Diego, two teams that are ahead of you in the division standings, two teams that have been hot and uh, you've been cold. So it's really time to turn it around. The season's kind of condensed in these next two seasons. Am I fair to say that? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, they can stay alive if they just steal a couple of these games and it won't feel good. But if they go in there and they just get swept and blown out and they come out of these two series feeling like we can't even, we don't even belong on the same baseball diamond as those two teams, then their season is probably over. They go out and play competitive, even if they only take one game in each series and they're looking at an uphill battle for the final stretch schedule gets a little lighter gets a little more favorable um and and it'll be right there in front of them but they've just got to play good baseball they get in their own heads when they start beating themselves they're more talented than they've shown we'll see if there's enough time left in the season for them to play up to their capabilities because they have not yet not even in that 11 and three start Mm -hmm. that was not the best this team can play i'm with you man and with that important an encouraging message. It looks like on USA Network, it's muted right now, but it seems to Do me like... Do we get the, USA Network at the bar? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> maybe, maybe, no. maybe, and I think they started to I don't the think murder. I get that. <laughs> Ice-T is out here solving crimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think Ice-T might have cracked this case finally, and you know what yeah. that means. That means Game Seven's right around the corner, so I'm going to let our guy AJ go uh, from his hostage video. Someone <laughs> Please come help. Uh, he is being held for ransom, so uh, you can find me on Twitter or anywhere else to, to to pay that accordingly. Thank you, guys. Go Avs in Game 7. Let's turn this around for the Nuggets and Rockies. And uh, I'm ready for a whole new linebacking core in just a week. So thank you, fellas. Uh, best of luck to you all on your bets. Enjoy your weekend. Long weekend here. And go Colorado sports. <laughs>